Welcome to the sermon podcast of Northridge Presbyterian Church in Dallas, Texas. I'm Betsy Sweetenberg, the pastor here, and I hope that in this podcast, you see what we seek to do week after week, approaching the stories of our faith with a holy curiosity, not shutting the book because the stories are hard or there are truths we'd rather ignore. Instead, approaching scripture, trusting that God will meet us there, full of grace and truth, teaching us something new about how we are to live in this world God so loves. Because you have made known to you everything that I've heard from my Father. You did not choose me, but I chose you. And I appointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, so that the Father will give you whatever you ask him in my name. I am giving you these commands so that you may love one another. The word of the Lord. Today, I invite you to listen to this story from Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. It is all about love, community, and sacrifice. So once upon a time, three really good friends named Harry Potter, Ron Weasley, and Hermione Granger all attended a school called Hogwarts where they learned how to control their magical powers. Based off of recent events, they think that evil forces are about to attack their school. Specifically, Voldemort, who's really the ultimate bad guy, is trying to steal something called the Sorcerer's Stone and live forever so he can take over the world and do other bad guy things. So the friends make a plan to steal the Sorcerer's Stone first. So that night, they all get under something called an invisibility cloak. They go to the forbidden third floor corridor and that's where the Sorcerer's Stone is being kept. And so Harry, Ron, and Hermione all start to conquer the many enchantments or magical spells that all of the teachers have put on this corridor to keep this stone safe. So after making it through two of these tests successfully, they come across a life-size chessboard And Ron realizes that they have to play chess to get across the room and continue to go find the Sorcerer's Stone. And so each friend acts as a chess piece. Harry is a bishop, Hermione is a castle, and Ron is a knight. Ron, who really loves chess, directs the entire game by telling his friends to move to different squares all across the board. He then realizes halfway through the game that in order to win, he needs to sacrifice himself so Harry can checkmate the queen and win the game. So Ron the knight needs to sacrifice himself so Harry, acting as the bishop, can checkmate the queen and win the game and they can move on and keep going. And so winning the game will allow Harry and Hermione to get the Sorcerer's Stone first and protect the wizarding community and their friends from Voldemort. So that's what they do. Ron willingly prepares to lay down his life for his friends and his wizarding community, but only ends up trapped in this room with a couple of cuts and bruises. Ron's high cost and risky sacrifice points to how he chooses to focus on everyone else and their well-being instead of focusing on himself. 
Ron knows that he will be taken care of by his friends and his wizarding community of faith, and this knowledge gives him the comfort and confidence to make this large and love-filled sacrifice. Like Ron, Jesus made a sacrifice for an entire community of people so that they would be taken care of by God. Like Ron, Jesus laid down his life for his friends because God loves us very much and God wants to take care of each of us. Jesus did this out of sacrificial love for his friends so that evil will be defeated and we would have the opportunity to have rich and full lives. And part of having rich and full lives means embodying the sacrificial love Jesus demonstrated and making sacrifices for others in our own ways. But what is sacrificial love exactly? What does that mean? Being the language nerd that I am, I translated the Greek word agape in this passage. Agape can be translated as love, charity, affection, goodwill, and benevolence. And then I was so excited about that, I translated the Greek word psyche as well. I found out translations include life, soul, mind, heart, breath, feelings, affections, desires. So these translations of agape and psyche illustrate Jesus' definition of sacrificial love and how this love is all-encompassing and all-expansive. Sacrificial love doesn't happen in a vacuum or happens because we follow a particular set of steps or particular rules. Sacrificial love happens because you actively choose to live a certain way every day. Every day you choose this love as a lifestyle and you embrace this love with your heart, your soul, your mind, and your being. And as baptized members of Jesus' body, this is the essence of our Christian calling, embracing, accepting, and living out the sacrificial love as a permanent lifestyle, approaching situations through a lens of sacrificial love, adopting a sacrificial love-oriented mindset. Through baptism, God transforms us and claims us unconditionally and forever. Through baptism, we promise to live for God in ways that honor and glorify God. And through baptism, we are united as the body of Christ and as God's children. And so we are called to participate actively in God's ministry and love our neighbors. This is our true calling and our vocation. Because of our connectedness as members of Jesus' body, our actions and decisions affect others, whether we like it or not, or know it or not. In this John passage, Jesus is giving this group-oriented commandment to lay down one's life for one's friends to his group of disciples. The fact that Jesus is talking to a group of people is key, because Jesus knows that decision-making doesn't happen in isolation or in a vacuum, and that our decisions affect others. All of us are included in this command. Jesus is giving his disciples, each of us, this commandment because he is encouraging his disciples to look out for the larger community by engaging in acts of sacrificial love 
that affect both us individually and as a community as a whole. So how do we do this? How do we live out this calling? That's a great question. One of the beautiful lessons that I have learned in life is that there is never one right answer to a question. And unfortunately, you can't always find your answer to a question in a textbook. That'd be too easy. A lot of the time, you learn through experiences and listening to other people's perspectives. Because of each person's unique identities and life experiences, each person will have a different answer to this question. So what I'm sharing today comes from my heart, and this is my answer to this question. The hymn, God Welcomes All, will always hold a special place in my heart. I sung and did the accompanying hand motions every week when I was a children's ministry intern at my home church. The lyrics really resonate with me today and every day and provide a framework for what I think God is calling us to do. God welcomes all by loving them. God welcomes strangers. God welcomes friends. God makes sure that these strangers and these friends feel welcome through God's relentless and bold love for them. This love demonstrates that God calls each of us to participate and serve in the same way in these sacrificial love acts. Sacrificial love is when someone takes care of someone that they deeply love by putting their own needs on hold and focusing on someone else and their own needs. Because how we love others defines us. How we love others builds and strengthens community. And how we love others creates friendships within these communities. And how we love others turns individual decisions into group decisions. Jesus loves us unconditionally and calls us to do the same. Love is not based on what people look like or how they act. Instead, sacrificial love is a way to say, you matter to me. You are important. You deserve this opportunity. I care about your well-being. Sacrificial love is the only marker of the Christian community that matters. It is the only thing that matters and makes it distinct. Not its members or their gifts, but how this community has actively chosen to love each and every day in really big ways. And this is when we are truly the church. The only thing that matters is to fully, unconditionally, and without judgment, every single member of our community to the best of our abilities. And there are many ways to show sacrificial love to our community members each day. God welcomes all and challenges us to do the same. Our job is to fulfill this calling by orienting our lives around pra practical ways to embody and act on this sacrificial love. So I challenge you to love and help others in new and different ways. This is exactly what Jesus and Ron did. Both of them loved their community so much that they sacrificed their lives for their friends in their own way. No matter what, sacrificial love is at the root of God's mission for us and should greatly influence and guide our lives. I believe this is exactly at the core of what we are called to do as Christians. And so I leave you with these two questions to ponder. 
What does sacrificial love mean to me? And how does it impact my own Christian identity and calling? And how can I put my needs on hold to take care of the needs of others and love like Jesus loved? Amen. Go out into God's world in peace. Have courage. Hold on to what is good. Return to no one evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted. Support the weak. Help the suffering. Honor all persons. Love and serve the Lord, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. And as you go, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the power of the Spirit bless you and keep you this day and always, always. Amen.